Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Tuffin' up, tuffin' up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him, he's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. This week, we sit down with former Real Housewives of OC star Gretchen Rossi, who opened up about her longtime feud with Tamara Judge, her thoughts on this past, what she called, inauthentic season, and if she and fiancé Slade Smiley will ever walk down the aisle. But first, she chats all about her daughter Skylar's latest milestones. She, you know what, she is like, a, and I'm going to so sound like one of those moms, but she legitimately is so smart that I'm, I'm actually really scared for us because she outsmarts us with everything, and she's just like, she's really... Like, she's just like this this character. Like, she just knows how to play it up. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. It's like a dog that, like, pretends like his legs hurt and it's not really hurt just to get your attention. She's, like, she's good like that. Like, she knows how to get your attention. She knows how to make you, like, feel bad for her. And then she's like, ha, 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 I got you. And you're like, really? <laughs> so. Let it on me. Yes. I mean, I know you know. Are you going through the terrible twos? Oh, it's, it's same. Like, sometimes she'll just throw herself on the floor and just, yes. like, have a tantrum. I'm like, yes. You know, you you don't even know what you're crying about. <laughs> yes, the tantrum lately has been just too much for us. So, and it was funny because the other day, okay, by the way, my eyelash is totally coming off. I'm having a Britney Spears moment. Um, so uh, the other day, my brother was here and he was leaving, and she and I've never really seen her do like the full on the ground, like pound her head, like cry. And I was like, oh no, like we're only 22 months, we're not even two, and she's having the full meltdown. So. <laughs> It's going to be interesting going forward. I mean, yeah. I, I always love asking moms this, and I know you've probably talked about this before, but where did you get her name from? Oh, okay. So um, what's so interesting about this is ever since I was a little girl, I do not know why, but Skylar just always resonated with me. I just love the name. I loved the short version of just calling her Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always loved that name. And then Gray came from Slade's son, Grayson, who a lot of people know, unfortunately, is sick. Um, has been very sick for many years with cancer. And so that was just kind of, you know, this, um, 
you know, sentiment towards him. And, and, you know, he's just, he's such an angel on earth. And, and Skylar was like our angel rainbow baby. And so we just thought, and then Skylar Gray together just sounded so beautiful. And so it was just a really special, you know, family name, if you will. Definitely. How's Gray doing? How's Grayson doing? You know what? He's okay. You know, I guess that's the best way to say it. You know, there's, um, there, you know, the poor kid, I mean, he's been through, you know, 22 surgeries or whatever it is now. I mean, no child should have to suffer, you know, at the level that he's suffering. And um, it's just a daily challenge every day, you know, and we're just so grateful, knock on wood, that he's still with us. He truly is an angel on earth. And, you know, we just, we just pray that somehow there is a miracle and he's just healed of, you know, what he's going through. Definitely. How did being a step parent prepare you for motherhood? So, you know, I was a step-parent a little bit with Jeff's kids as well as with um, Slade's kids. And um, I don't know if it necessarily prepared me because the kids were older. I definitely feel like I didn't get the memo that like having a baby baby was like the hardest thing you were ever going to do in your lifetime. And I wish that people had told me like, A, you're never going to sleep again in your life, you know, <laughs> like you were going to be exhausted every single day. Mm -hmm. And I wish that people told me that like, you can't do it all unless you actually really do have help. And I, cause I was that girl that was like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally going to have, uh, I'm going to be super mom. I'm going to be able to work full time. I'm going to be a great mom. I'm going to be, go you know, I'm going to get up early and go to the park with her and then I'll work and then, you know, it really is almost impossible to do it all, if you will, without some help. And so for many, many months, I didn't have any help. I didn't do anything. And I was just making myself crazy. And it wasn't until I gave myself permission to have help that I realized I was actually a much better mother because I was taking care of my mental health. I was being able to work at the level I needed to work work to, you know, help take care of the family and all of those things. So advice I give to parents out there that are like, oh my gosh, you know, how do I do it all? It's like, really don't feel bad if you need the help or if you need to put your child in childcare or whatever it is just to, you know, be able to do it all. Definitely. And I think a lot of moms put pressure on themselves to do it all. And I think a lot of that comes maybe from Instagram and social media, like uh, as well. I mean, do you ever get mom Instagram envy from <laughs> people that seem like they have it all together? You know what? I mean, how can you not, right? Like you go on there and by the way, I'm guilty of this too, but it's because it's the environment we're in. It's like, you know, you, you, you post the best pictures, you post the best moments, you know, you do that because that's what everybody else is doing. And you don't want to look like the absolute disaster hot mess. You know, um, I do a lot more of like my, you know, real everyday life on my stories more than like on my feed per se. Um, but yeah, I mean, how can you not? I mean, you see some of these, these mommy bloggers people and they're like every day, like dressed head to toe, look perfect. Their kids are all matching and they have their hair like perfectly done. And they're like going shopping or they're just like, I mean, I don't even know what it is, but they like do all these like incredible things. And I swear, I, I'm just that type of girl that reaches out and I'm like, how in the hell do you do this? <laughs> you know? And they're just like, no, I promise. It's not like that all the time. So the truth is, is, and I'm one of these people for everyone out there, like there's plenty of days that we wake up and we're in our robe till 3 PM and we don't have hair and makeup on and we're a hot mess. And you know, we can't seem to get our life together on many days and the house, like if I actually turn this camera around right now, you'd be like, what the heck happened to your house? You know, <laughs> that house is just a disaster. So you just do what you can do, you know, like 
right before this interview, I was like moving all this stuff in the background. And it's like, you just, you do the best you can do. And at the end of the day, if your kids are happy and healthy and you're spending quality time with them, that's really what matters. Totally. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, I, I know the road to baby was not easy for you and Slade. I mean, have you guys talked about maybe expanding your family a little bit more? <laughs> So after we had Sky, and I, you know, I had really bad postpartum depression, um, and I really just struggled with a lot of anxiety and the new life change and all of that. Um, it took me quite a while to kind of, kind of come back to myself. I'm still not 100% to myself, meaning mentally I'm finally back there, but like physically I still feel a lot of like the hormones in my body and I haven't got back to the exact weight I want to be and I still have a lot of cellulite and stuff in places that I never had before. So that has been a little bit tough for me and because she's only 22 months and she's right at that age where it's just like, you know, she's starting to be a little more difficult. I'm just like, how the heck am I going to add another one of these things to the family, you know, and like manage all of this? You know, as I mentioned, I'm a full-time working mom. So there's just a lot on our plate. We have a podcast. I mean, we do a lot of different things. And so the thought of having another baby, absolutely. I love the thought of it. We do have one more embryo, genetically sound embryo that, you know, in a way I kind of would feel guilty if I didn't implant that, you know, because God blessed us with this beautiful other embryo. But I... Um, right now, at this very moment, I think I'm like, I need still a little bit more time <laughs> to like manage with Sky because she has a lot of, lot of work. Like, bless her heart, she is full of so much energy. And she's just such a blessing, but she just really, like, she's the Energizer Bunny. Like, she's not one of those babies that just wants to sit and cuddle. Like, she's just all day. Go, 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 go. So, there is no off button until, like, she's in her crib. And still, she's, like, upset that she's in her crib. And she has, like, fear of missing out. So, you know, she's just one of those girls. But... Um, so yeah, I would love, I would, I think I would love it, but just, it just depends on, you know, how the next year goes, I think. <laughs> I mean, does it ever, you know, make you nervous again about going through postpartum? Does that ever yeah. hesitate yeah. or do you feel like now, like you kind of know what to expect a little bit? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting when I was going through that, I don't think I ever really realized like what a real, real thing that was. I think, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, I'll never have that. Like, I'm a happy-go-lucky person. I don't really struggle with depression. I've struggled with anxiety um, since I was like 38, but I never really struggled with like depression per se. I mean, we all have our sad moments, but not like where you can't get out of bed and like struggling. Right. And um I think what happened for me is when I, when I was going through that state, for me personally, I think I was 41 years of age. My life completely changed overnight. I had gone through a C-section. I've been through four and a half years of IVF. I had my body just full of so many hormones and chemicals. And, and when you go through a C-section, your body doesn't naturally produce certain hormones and stuff that you would typically through a vaginal birth. And so my body was just out of whack. And and I think I remember sitting on my couch, like staring out the window going, is this my life? Like with her attached to my breast. And I was just like, is this my life now? This is all I'm going to do is like be a milk machine and just sit here all day. Like I couldn't see past that. And now that sky is like, you know, fun and we're out, we're doing it. And it's not like that day. Cause when you're breastfeeding, you're, she's attached to you 24 seven, you can't do really anything. <laughs> and so that was really um, just a life change for me. And I, and I think, like you said, once you go through that, I think now you know what to expect. Now you know what that's going to be like. And so it's not so daunting, nor is it so hard. But you can't prevent 
whatever's happening chemically in your body. And so, yes, I would be a little bit nervous about going through that again, but I chose not to go the pharmaceutical route and take meds that way. I chose to take our CBD products and I swear that helped me so much because it brought my body back into a homeostasis level. And, um, and I just think that's really important that women do whatever is best for them. I think there's a lot of people out there that take the, the pharmaceutical drugs and it really helps them. And I think it's so wonderful that we have access to things like that. But I was just that type of person that I didn't want to put that in my system. And so I was just so grateful that I had another like more natural way to heal, you know, the symptoms of what I was going through. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a, those first, the first year after baby is very, very difficult. It really so was, is. That, was that your first baby that you yeah. had? Yeah. So did you have any postpartum or anything? I did. I, did. I, I struggled so much with breastfeeding in the beginning too. And it really kind of threw me for a loop. And, uh, I, I, I said it took me a full year. Probably once I stopped breastfeeding, it took yeah. me a full year when I finally started to feel kind of like myself again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so feel yeah. you on that. It was, yeah. it was, it was just a, it was a, it was a rough period. It was so. See, you feel so much guilt because you're like, I wanted this baby so badly, mm-hmm. and it's like I was so thrilled and I had so much joy for having this beautiful little life, but like. I felt like I didn't even know who I was anymore. I looked in the mirror. My body was just so like weird. <laughs> I don't even know like the right word. It was just like, who did, you know, who this in the mirror? You're like, right. it was so strange. And then, you know, just all, all of the emotions, all the stuff you go through. And I didn't, I could not understand. Cause I, like I said, I didn't have help at the beginning. So I didn't know how I was going to like work and do all stuff. It was just a, it was just a lot all at once. It is. No, it totally is. But I think you look fantastic. I know you posted a photo of yourself in a bikini the other day on Instagram and you look so, so good. I Um, mean, where do you get your, your, you know, your body confidence from? And I know you said before, you know, you you see cellulite in places that you've never seen before. So what was probably the biggest thing for you to kind of adjust to post post baby body? Well, it was for sure the cellulite. I've always had a little bit of cellulite like on the back of my legs and kind of in the butt area, but the cellulite I got on the side of my stomach and on the back of my arms and just places that I've never had it before. And as I talked to my doctors and whatnot, they're just like, look, when you're pumping your body of all of these hormones, because I went through four and a half years of IVF, this just happens. Your body retains water. Your body retains these hormones. Your body just, you know, is adjusting to all these things that are not really natural going into your body. And so I think that for me has been the hardest part. The fact I, I, I really did bounce back in the sense that I lost a lot of weight right away, but you know, you just have like that extra little skin or as a C-section, I just was like, like you said, I was in Vegas this last weekend and I was with a bunch of women that had C-sections and I'm like, what is this little pooch area between your belly button and you know, your pelvic bone? Like, what is that? I work out all the time. I'm taking my lean, you know, body system and trim. I, I, I take my three tin shakes. I work out, I eat what, like, you know, I was going down the list of, I don't know how much more I could try. And they're like, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. That's never going to go away unless you have surgery and I'm like wait what (laughs) and I've never had plastic surgery despite what everybody says and everybody thinks I've never had plastic surgery knock on wood and by the way I'm not against it at all and I intend to have plastic surgery at some point in my life Um, I've never even had my boobs done um but I um when they told me that that like you can't get rid of that little like pooch unless you actually do something to like fix it 
I was like, well, that sucks, you know? And it was just like a harsh realization that no matter how much I work out, how many sit-ups I do, it's probably not going to go away without a little extra help. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, ever since then, I've been, like, looking. I'm like, okay, what time <laughs> do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, and I'm just, like, an open book. So, probably if, when and if I do that, I'm going to, like, tell everybody. I mean, for God's sakes, I was in there the other day showing everybody, like, um, doing a revision of my C-section scar with um, this clinic up in Beverly Hills because, you know, it's, it's not a super pretty scar after you have it and, and she's fixing the color of it and everything and I'm like showing it and I'm just like, God, you're brave. And I'm like, well, whatever. Like if I can help another mom look and feel her best, why not, right? Not. Totally, yeah. totally. Um, any wedding updates? <laughs> uh, the wedding from like 20 years ago that we were supposed to have? Um, no, there's no wedding updates as of now. We we, uh, you know, we got very preoccupied trying to have a baby, obviously, and that's a very expensive process going through IVF for that many years. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's interesting because I would love to be married to Slade. I actually call him my husband. I wear a ring like he's my husband. He wears a ring. We call each other husband and wife. It's just we don't have a legal paper that says it. So um, we've been together for, gosh, um, 12, 11 years now, almost 12 years. And so for me, I'm just like, I don't, we really don't have to get married. I think I, I would want to do it more for just like having the pictures <laughs> and having like the big party, you know what I mean? Rather than feeling like, oh, we have to like be married to be committed to each other. I mean, we just have such a beautiful, wonderful relationship and we're knock on wood so madly in love and we fall more in love with each with each other every day having the baby like i can't even believe how much that brings you closer yeah. together mm -hmm. and um you know just raising her together it's just been so much fun so I, I mean who knows maybe we'll get married one day or maybe we'll be like curtain goldie and never get married or you know oprah and stedman and every i mean obviously they're on to something right because, for them. <laughs> yeah, they've been together for so many years and then you see all these other hollywood couples that finally get together and get married and then it like falls apart so of course yeah hey if it ain't broke don't fix it right <laughs> um so anything that you and slade both miss about housewives i know it's been it's been a while since you were on the show but is there anything that you miss about it Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, listen, you, um, the trips are always so fun, you know, wherever, I mean, the last few years, they've kind of sucked with their trips on OC, but, um, <laughs> but when we were going, you know, we got to go on some really fun trips and, um, you know, listen, when you have cameras in your life every single day and, you know, there's things to get dressed up for and, you know, stuff to go do. And, you know, there was a lot of perks that came with it. I mean, we're on Oprah Winfrey show and you get flown in private jets places. And you know what I mean? There's a lot of like really fun perks that come with being part of a very popular, you know, TV show like that. Um, but the actual day in and day out toxic environment and, you know, stress of like, you know, what's somebody going to make up about you this week or what lie are they going to tell about you or what crap are they talking about you that you didn't know that they were talking about you. So no, I don't really miss like the craziness of housewives. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be probably the best answer. <laughs> you know, Andy did say, I don't know if you watched this past season of OC, but he did say that the, the, that the OC franchise needs to be reworked. Do you agree with that at all? You know, I didn't watch this last season. 
I, um, and I haven't watched like really any of the seasons consistently since leaving. Obviously if there was like an episode I was a part of or they were talking about me and you know, trust me, I get so much unsolicited, you know, advice, information, stuff sent to me through Instagram. That's when I would like tune in or see something. And actually tell you the truth, don't kill me for this, but I canceled my cable because everything's now on your phone. So like, I don't even, I can't even access Housewives if I wanted to. Um, And so I didn't watch it. But you have to be living under a rock to not have a clue what's going on because it's all over social, you know? And, um, and so I saw a lot of the feedback that was coming from the fans. And I think, you know, when uh, Vicky and Tamara, that last season they were on, I think the fans were frustrated because they're just like, those storylines feel stale. They're feeling unauthentic. They're feeling just very, like, contrived. And so I think the network thought that was, like, a good move to – um, you know, um, release them from the series. And then I think everyone was like, really like, okay, what's going to happen now? It's going to be a refresh, you know, a new start, whatever. And unfortunately, I think there was just a couple characters on the show in particular that had so much going on in their lives. And there was so much like, it was like diarrhea, you know, of everything in their lives that everyone was just like, wait, what? Like there was no relatability. Mm-hmm. It felt very inauthentic because like one day she's straight, one day she's lesbian, one day, you know what I mean? Like it was just kind of confusing. At least that's what I'm gathering from a lot of, you know, people have told me when I'm out talking to them or what you see in the comments. And it was like, they they couldn't really relate anymore to some of the characters on the show. And I think that that is a, is sometimes can be a bad dynamic for a reality show. You know what I mean? I think that I care. most of the times that people are tuning into these shows, they're excited to like connect with somebody and be like, oh, I relate to this person or in real life, we'd be best friends or this or that or the other. And I think that, um, you know, for, for, for this last season, I, at least that's what I was hearing and gathering from what people were posting. Yeah. Definitely. I know that you have had some ups and downs over the years. What's this? uh, Do you have any communication with her whatsoever? I'm sorry. Who'd you say, honey? Uh, Tamara. Oh, Um, so no, gosh, no, I have not had any communication with her, you know, praise the Lord for that because that was just like so toxic and negative. Um, And thankfully we don't really live in the same community, so I don't have to run into her or anything like that. Um, you know, listen, I, I really don't hold like grudges, whatever bygones be bygones. I'm in such a better place in my life than I was, you know, dealing with all that at housewives. Um, and you know, I think she proved to be like, I think the audience saw her true colors. I think it, 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 you know, the seasons after I was even off the show, I think a lot of people just thought, oh, it's just Gretchen and Tamara that have issues, but clearly she had issues with like almost every single other person on that show. You know, and we saw it this last season. I mean, for goodness sakes, her best friend, Shannon, and her are no longer friends. So after a while, you start to look at the common denominator and you start to go, okay, well, who's the problem here? You know, because in most of those relationships, she was the one that always was causing the drama or the issue or something was going, you know, where where most of the, you've talked to most of the people that have had an issue with her on the show. It's because something that she has, you know, done to them, not the other way around. So um, so no, I don't, I don't talk to her and I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> Were you surprised that she was let go from the show? No, I wasn't. I mean, I guess I was in a way because I felt like 
um, the network sometimes rewards bad behavior. And I think that she knew that. And I think that she would definitely do a lot of things for camera. And she was kind of the messenger of the production and a Bravo on that show of like, you know, they wanted something to be stirred up or whatever, and she would go and do it. And she, you know, would just kind of do whatever they wanted her to do. Um, but I think it got to a point where it started to become really inauthentic. I think the audience and the fans really started to get over the shtick and over the BS. And she, it just became so obvious that she was like purposely like stirring something up or doing something. It was one thing if it just kind of organically happened in a scene, but it just became too obvious. And I think the audience was just over it. You know what I mean? I think they were just, it just became way too fake for them. Yeah. You know, a little blast from your past. I know we spoke to Joe DeLarosa recently, and she admitted that she was very immature and didn't understand your your relationship with Slade at the time, but she thinks that everybody ended up exactly where they were supposed to be, and she's so happy for you both. I mean, does that mean a lot for you to hear? Sure. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of things that are said in public, and then there's a lot of things that are said separately. So, um, listen, I don't have any issues with her, I really don't want to have any issues with her, but she loves to say certain things and then she goes and does complete opposite of things. And I just don't like that. I just think like either you really feel that way and you're truly like, just want to uplift them and be happy for them. And then you don't go stir shit up and talk about shit. And especially when it was 15 years ago and you know that it's going to create headlines and it's going to create drama. I just don't, I don't, there's, that feels very, and I'm sorry I keep using this word, but that feels very inauthentic to me. So I would love to believe that what you're saying is true, but um, there's definitely some things that have happened that makes me just feel like, hmm, I don't know if I 100% believe that. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> would you ever do Housewives again? Um, you know, I get asked this question literally on the daily from my fans or DMs or whatnot, and um, you know, as a business person, I say to myself, if they came back and made just a stupid offer to me that I couldn't refuse, then I probably would say yes. However, my gut reaction is to say no, because I'm just at a different like place in my life and thinking of like going back into that toxic environment and all that would be a little stressful. Um, but I do have to say with Tamara gone, it makes it a lot easier to say yes. Like whenever she was on, I was like, hail to the no. But now that she's gone, I just feel like it wouldn't be as ugly as it was for me the first round, you know? And I actually think, I think it would be interesting to see because when I started, I was gosh, 31 and I'm 43 now. And I've just had a lot of like growth and life change and, you know, just a lot. And I just feel like I'm in such a different like headspace and in such a different place in my life. And for me, it would be interesting to see um, just how I would deal with situations now, because I think I got wrapped up in a lot of like just the crazy and the pettiness. And I think that I would just be like, listen, girl, like, you know, and I would just like shut it down in five seconds where before I was like, oh my God, are they going to not like me? Like, are they going to hate me if I like call them out or whatever, you know? So <laughs> I'll have to wait and see. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want some more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. 
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.